favorite Christmas song is Walking in a Winter Wonderland. Alright, Kate. Say, my favorite Christmas song is... Is... No, you say tea. You say, my favorite Christmas song is... Is no, T-Bit. Jingle Bells. Can you say, my... My... Bit... Christmas song is... T-Bit. Jingle Bells. Alright, thanks guys. <laughs> Can we broadcast more... that keeps you in the loop on all things pop culture so you can talk about it with your friends. I'm Courtney. I'm Shannon. I'm Andrew. <coughs> and we are here this week with a special Christmas episode. Ding-a-ling. Good job, Andrew. Um, so this week we wanted to talk about Christmas songs. In the past we've done a lot of Christmas episodes about movies, but you know what? We're here to talk about all of pop culture, and that includes music. So, <laughs> we're going to talk about Christmas songs. Woo! Um, <laughs> but before, for better and for worse. Better and for worse. But before we get into it, we're going to do media of the week. So, um, I'm going to kick us off, if do that's it. okay. Yep. Um, this week, I watched Noel, which is on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's cute. I like it. Okay. It's, it's one of those things that like you can't expect too much of it because it's a cheesy Christmas movie. But it's as far as cheesy Christmas movies go, it's very it's very cheesy and cute, <laughs> and I like it and Christmassy. Well, the people in it are great. Yeah, Anna Kendrick is great. Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Yeah. Shirley <gasps> MacLaine. All you should say it was Billy Eichner. <laughs> no, it is Billy Eichner at like at like his most tryptophan levels of Billy Eichner. Like I assume when Billy Eichner's like after he's had like turkey dinner on Thanksgiving. <laughs> there was that's disappointing. There was a part where so he takes over as Santa Claus, and he is um. He's basically, so, because of various circumstances, he doesn't have a sleigh. So he doesn't have any way to deliver presents. And so everybody is freaking out in the North Pole, like, how are we going to deliver presents if we don't have the sleigh? And he's like, his, his whole thing is he's a tech guy. So he's like, there are more efficient ways of doing this. <laughs> so he has, like, this computer program that can look at all the kids in the world and tell if they're naughty or nice. And he says, there are actually only 2,342 kids in the whole world who have been good this year. And they're like, is they this can't. from all of their Facebook data? Or <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> something. Probably their parents. There's more than two thousand good TikToks out there. So. <laughs> no, but um, he's like, the, my favorite part is one of the elves is just like, surely there are more than two thousand three hundred and forty-two good kids out there, and he goes. Every other kid in the world didn't brush their, or like, practice questionable moral hygiene, didn't make their bed. They lied, like, or, but, oh yeah, didn't obey like, their parents. It, they, they, it was they fib, they didn't make their beds, or practice questionable dental, dental hygiene. hygiene yeah. <laughs> and that's like probably the most Billy Eichner part that he's in. Well, the, there's that, and he's like, they turn to him, and they're like, you'll have to be Santa Claus. He's like, but I'm in IT and loving it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very cute. My favorite, my favorite thing about it is that, so, 
in this version of Santa, Santa is supposed to be able to magically understand anybody who speaks to him. Santa is supposed to magically be able to know who's naughty and who's nice. Um, kind of has all of these gifts and abilities. And so throughout the movie, Anna Kendrick, who's the sister of the guy who's inheriting the role of Santa Claus, um, she's discovering that she has all of these abilities, which her brother did not. She actually goes to, she's searching for her brother in Phoenix, Arizona, and they go to like a, like a homeless shelter. And she meets this little girl who's deaf, and so she's able to speak sign language with her. Mm-hmm. And um, and she meets the little girl's mom, and she's asking the little girl what she wants for Christmas. And, um, so the little girl tells her that her Christmas wish is for her mom to find a job, and for mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. It's very reminiscent of that scene from the Miracle on 34th Street remake. <laughs> yes. Where they have the deaf girl who just wants to sit on Santa's lap and stuff, but then he yeah. winds up talking to her, and it's really very sweet. Yeah, so Anna Kendrick's character is, like, basically kind of, she's been very isolated and is very naive about how the world is, and she sees this little girl, and she's like, the world is kind of awful. And um, and so then at the end, when she becomes Santa Claus, she's worried that somebody will see her and be like, you're not Santa, you're, like, you're a girl. And so she goes to this homeless shelter and she trips on a toy and everybody wakes up and they're all like sleeping on cots all next to each other. And she sees the little girl and her mom and the little girl signs to her like, Merry Christmas, Santa. And she's just like, Santa, that's me. Go back to sleep. And then, and the whole thing is like, the suit is going to fit her when she fits the title of Santa. And then as she's like leaving the room, the suit magically fits her. And I'm just like, oh, so good. And seeing anyway. the preview for that movie, I'm, I'm like, if Anna Kendrick doesn't end up being Santa, then just like, she's going to be Santa. Come on. Jimmy is. Yeah. Of course. Of course. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. sorry, I guess technically spoilers. But, yeah. like, but that's going to be the same thing we'll do the Hallmark Christmas movies is yeah. technically spoilers, but come on, people. We all know how this ends. Um, but yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Anyway, Shannon, what have you been watching or reading or listening to? Yeah, um, it's that time of year where there's all of the, like, top ten whatever of the year. And for me, it's usually, like, the top ten movies or whatever number. And also, there's a bunch of, like, top movies of the decade since mm-hmm. it's the end of the decade, too, which is exciting. Um, but my favorite one, um, so David Ehrlich, who is from IndieWire, is um, a critic who every year does these like video montages of his top 25 movies of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year he always does this intro before actually getting into the movies. And this year he took the circle of life from the Lion King <laughs> and like cut together all these clips of movies that were not the Lion King. <laughs> um, and the main clip he uses is from Midsummer, where Danny <laughs> is like dancing around the maypole and she eventually is crowned the May queen and is lifted up. So it ends with her being like lifted up as the oh May queen. <laughs> um, but it's so funny because some of the clips are like really inappropriate and it's just really funny like <laughs> juxtaposition with the circle of life. And so I don't know. They have this bit too where he cut like um, Elizabeth Moss, so from Handmaid's Tale, who she's in her smell and so it has her like as grungy rock star, cleaned up rock star and then her in us where she has like these scissors to her neck <laughs> and anyway so he he just kind of brilliantly cut together all of these like dance kind of scene scenes from movies this year it oh it's a delight so look that up on vimeo nice cool how about you andrew so i have been watching and re-watching almost in a loop 
the Ghostbusters 2020 trailer <laughs> trying to decide how I feel about it. I'm it excited. actually looks good. Yeah. <laughs> Am I crazy? It has well, like some you, horror right. elements. It looks, Do you not think it looks good? It's, 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 so that's why, I, that's why I've been watching up. it. I'm, that's part of it. Um, cause, like, I, I, I enjoyed the 2016 reboot. Like, it wasn't my favorite. It's, I like it. It was Paul Feig's B material. I know Courtney loves it. bad feminist, but I really don't like it. <laughs> Courtney really likes it. I didn't care that it was women. My biggest problem with it is the comedic structure. Was that in the original Ghostbusters, you had, like, these guys filling different roles. But... When 2016, all the women were trying to basically be the Venkman of the group. Um, and that just... You've got to have an Egon. Somebody's got to be the straight guy. I don't know. I think Kate McKinnon was kind of the Egon. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. She was like, I was not. a tech one. I think the problem with that movie is that Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, who are hilarious people, are not funny in it at all. There's that. I thought they were both straight men in it and... Well, they, like Kate McKinnon's hilarious, and Leslie um, Jones. Jones, yeah. Jones, thank you. She's great. She's hilarious, but but like Melissa McCarthy did the physical comedy, and like she's bouncing around on the on the you know things and losing her glasses and like oh I love this soup and all this kind of, like <laughs> she wasn't being the straight guy she was like doing this other kind of, but like Egon what's so great about Harold Ramis in that film is that everything he delivers is a hundred percent serious but it's funny enough on its own. Like, when Venkman goes, this reminds me of that time when you tried to drill a, a hole in your head, and, and he goes, and that, <laughs> that would have worked if you, if you hadn't stopped me. me. <laughs> but, like, Egon's not making a joke. He's like, no, I would have drilled a hole in my head. It would have been fine. <laughs> and, like, or, like, uh, when she, uh, um, when Janine's like, I enjoy reading. He's all, print is dead. It's just, like, <laughs> he's just, like, this guy who just says stuff that, that he's thinking, and it's all... He's so straight about it, and it just bounces off these kind of kooky characters. And there wasn't anybody who did that. Like Kate McKinnon said weird stuff, but she but she did it with like the smirk on her face that was meant to off like put people off. Yeah, like you could tell she like she may have been serious, but she was doing it to upset people and like kind of mess with people. Where Egon, whereas Egon is just like this is who I am, like. I don't know, though. That movie has one of my favorite lines of all time, which is, safety lights are for dudes. <laughs> so, with with the reboot, I'm worried that, and I, and I realize this might just be because of the presence of Finn Wolfhard, I'm worried <laughs> that it'll be a Duffer Brothers, hey, do you remember the 80s? Except exclusively Ghostbusters. Because, <laughs> like, with at least with Stranger Things... There's an entire decade's worth of pop culture from which to pull, where you could be like, oh, there was this movie or this song, or do you remember Malls? And like, there's kind of like all this like stuff you could pull, but with Ghostbusters, it's like, do you remember Proton Packs? Do you remember Traps? Do you remember? And I'm worried that it's just going to be like this kind of nostalgia bait for like a specific property. Like, they pull out that trap, and Paul Rudd's like, oh, cool replica, and like, I'm like, for Force Awakens. So. Did it? Uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Did it? We're, like, we're recording this before, I don't know when this is going to come out, but we're recording this before Rise of Skywalker comes out, so we don't know if the landing's been pulled. I don't know. Um, but like, Force Awakens worked. <laughs> whether, it was fine. Whether Rise of Skywalker did is another matter it entirely. Was, well, that was the thing. Is Force Awakens was fine. I really enjoyed watching it, but then like on rewatching, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I re- understand why I liked this. 
Yeah. It's because it's so similar to something that I like. Yeah. So that's what I'm worried about with <laughs> Ghostbusters, that it will be very style over substance. And for me personally, Ghostbusters is so personally like important to me. Like, I hate to be one of those guys like, you're ruining my childhood, because that's not who I am. You can't ruin my childhood, because I can go back and I can watch the originals and be like, oh, this is great. So, like, you can't ruin that for me, but I'm worried that it's going to be like this. It's going to trick me into liking it because mm-hmm. of nostalgia, but there's not going to be as much there. That's what I, I'm worried about. I feel like, just watching the trailer, I feel like it's leaning more into the horror elements of Ghostbusters, which I am actually all in favor for. But it has Paul Rudd in it, and Paul Rudd is a very funny person. It seems to be very funny in the trailer, so I think it's going to be fine. But, yeah, you know, I, it'll be different. That'll so. just be... that. I think that's kind of my ultimate fear is I don't want to be tricked into being like, that was good. And then I leave the theater and I go, hey, wait, I'm saying, wait, I've been had. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the one thing I don't want to have happen. I, 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 like, I'll go into it hoping for the best. I don't want to get my expectations up. I want it to kind of go in and be like, I want to judge this as it is. But it's it kind of it's really hard for me. I mean, um, I feel like those. in I order to make a good Ghostbusters movie, if you walk out of the theater and you're happy and you liked it... <laughs> That's a success because yeah. that's what Ghostbusters is. It's yeah. a blockbuster movie that is made to entertain. I read so. I read a really insightful article from the or this, <laughs> this guy was kind of talking about Ghostbusters as a whole. How it was basically lightning in a bottle the first time. Mm-hmm. How like so everything everything came together in kind of this glorious, um, unmatchable kind of perfect comedy capsule. Basically, and he goes, my reason for thinking that is he goes, I actually really like Ghostbusters too, as do I. I think it gets a bad rap. But he goes, they basically made the same movie again with the same people and everything, and it wasn't as good as the first one, which kind of proves how difficult it is to redo Mm -hmm. that. So it's basically kind of a leave it alone, back to the future situation where it's just like, you really captured something here, just let let it exist as it is and, you know, do something else. But we'll see. Cool. All right, well... This episode, we are going to get into Christmas songs. Woo! So Andrew is going to explain <coughs> how we are doing this. So, um, uh, I'm gonna, I was going to say long-time listeners, but I realized, <laughs> not this podcast. Um, I A couple years ago, uh, we did this show. Um, I, I have done this list before, so if you, have, if you are a holdover from pop pop culture... Uh, thanks for coming along and listening to this one as well. I know they're different formats, but thanks for coming along. Uh, but two years ago, uh, I had myself, uh, my sister, Carly, my mom, Lenore, and Scott, former co-host of Pop Pop Culture. We all got together and we talked about our favorite and least favorite Christmas songs from different eras. The reason we portioned it out into eras is because I think it's really hard to compare, say, Oh Holy Night with All I Want for Christmas is You. Mm-hmm. they We like those songs for different reasons. So I went ahead and I separated these into what I call the traditional era, which is more like hymns or like uh, more traditional stuff, basically stuff from before the turn of the 20th century. Um, and then I have uh, the, what I call the Rockwell era, which is basically like the 1900s until, um, I believe it's 1960... Let me see if I can find the time. The, I, I don't remember because I did it, I think, last year. Because mm-hmm. um, I had to make two exceptions. Um, oh, yeah, it's until 1980. So the Rockwell era is, like, from 1900 to 1980, basically. 
And then there's the traditional era, which is basically 1980 forward, with two exceptions. Uh, one is uh, Happy Christmas, War is Over. I put that in the modern era. Even though it was released in 1971, it's a much more modern Christmas song than some of the other ones in that era. And also, Wonderful Christmas Time, but if anybody chooses that one, they're not allowed back on the podcast. Because <laughs> it's a horrible song. I hate that song. We'll get to that. Simply having wonderful Christmas time. I hope, did you pick that one, Shannon? We I guess we're going to have to see. Oh, gosh. Happens. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyhow, I also included, because I felt that one was much more modern. So I called the modern era the Mariah era, um, mm. after Mariah Carey for All I Want for Christmas is You, which I feel <laughs> is kind of uh, the largest Christmas song to have been released recently. Um, and I don't I don't uh, respect last Christmas. So um, so yeah, we, uh, we kind of pointed that out. My answers may be different than they were last year, because I don't remember what I said. <laughs> Um, but we went ahead and just, and we just kind of went around and talked about our favorite and our least favorite. So I think we'll start off with our favorite traditional and Courtney, why don't you give us your favorite traditional song? Okay. So my favorite traditional song is actually not on Andrew's <laughs> list. Okay. I made a, I made a list that I got from Wikipedia, but it's not comprehensive. Soon, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so my favorite traditional song is In the Bleak Midwinter. Yay. Is that what you were going to pick? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. I love In the Bleak Midwinter. Okay. But there are two different versions. So, I like the one that's by Holst. Do you know? No, I don't know the difference. So, it's basically the same words, different melody. Um, So, there's the one that a lot of people sing, which is like, um, In the bleak midwinter, frosty winded moan. That one. And then there's the Holst version, which is, In the bleak midwinter, frosty winded moan. Which is, yeah, it's just, they're different. <laughs> I like the Holst version personally. I think it's a little bit less, uh, I don't know, what is the word I'm looking for? Jingly jingly. Uh, sort of, like, pastiche? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't think so. No. But... I don't know. But, like, basically it's a little bit less sappy and corny. And... Okay. Yeah. Cool. Shannon. <laughs> so is that, your, is that your favorite? I assume you have... Several favorites. I have several favorites, so, so I'll put yeah, them down. We, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of an honorable mention. Oh, but I? I realized it wasn't on the list and was like, this should yeah. have been on the list. Should I talk about like what in the bleak midwinter is? Like sure. okay. What if, cool. I mean, you're steering this thing. Like this is, <laughs> we're just talking about our favorites and stuff, so you Yeah. So I like In the Bleak Midwinter because it's some it's not one of those Okay. Part of the reason that I like it is because you don't hear it constantly at Christmas time. Hipster. I know. <laughs> but like a lot of Christmas songs, you hear them so much that they kind of lose their meaning in some ways. Like Hark the Herald Angels Sing or Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Those are both good songs, but you hear them so much that it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas song. But In the Bleak Midwinter I like because it's different and it's fresh still. And um, it talks about... I, I really like the end, so it's talking about how... Um, like this child was born in the bleak midwinter and um and how like they you know he was surrounded by animals and shepherds and um angels and how marvelous that was but i like the end because it turns introspective and it becomes um the words are um what shall what can i give him poor as i am um if i were a shepherd i would bring a lamb if i were a wise man i would do my part what can what but what I can I give him, give my heart. And I'm like, aw, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
that's in the winter. winter. By poet Christina Rossetti, which yes. if you're like romantic poetry is my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's part of that whole era. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, um, Shannon. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Take your, take, steal your thunder there. <clears throat> I have two because I honestly couldn't come up with one I didn't like. So I feel like right. I burned myself too. Um, so my mm. very favorite is A Holy Night, which yeah. is maybe obvious, but um, especially the Josh Groban version of it I really, really love. Um, and just growing up at church, we had someone in uh, our congregation who would sing this every year who had this beautiful, deep voice, and um, it just was really impactful. Um, I looked up just the history of the song, and so um, in 1843, this church had their organ renovated, and so they were like celebrating this organ being redone, and the priest... Um, persuaded a poet in town to write a Christmas poem, and then Adolf Adam composed music for it. Um, so it was part of this whole celebration, and an opera singer then performed it, and then later on, John Sullivan Dwight um, put the song into English lyrics in 1855. But yeah, I just... I love that song. I don't know, especially the fall on your knees. I can't sing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I like a good traditional Christmas hymn that goes beyond just, it's the Christmas season, but is more about the power of Christ and what he's done for us. And so, yeah, if you're a religious person, that's um, pretty impactful for me. Um, and then the other one I really love is I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Um, and so this one's written by Longfellow, who, the history of that's interesting, too, because, so, his wife died tragically in an accidental fire, and then his oldest son, um, during the Civil War, joined the army without his father's blessing, and so he just had, you know, this tragedy of his wife dying, along with his son being at war, and so he wrote this song about... You know, I heard the bells on Christmas Day, and I was like, well, there's not peace on... Like, the yeah. bells seem to say, you know, peace on earth, goodwill to men, but because of this time of war, it feels like that's not... We don't have peace currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the bells ring, it's like renewed hope within right. the world. And especially the last couple of years, it's like a nice song to be like, this Christmas time, can we just all come together and... Um, be good to each other. It's so. cer- it's certainly a journey. Like the it it's one of those songs that like it's not like necessarily a narrative, but it is like it's like oh yeah you know here's the bells, but then it's like yeah but I, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Thing. And then it's <laughs> but then it's like no, nah, but for real, I I do like the verse. It's like the the, the words it uses like. It mocks the song of peace on it. It's just yeah, like... Hate is strong yeah. mocks the song. Yeah. So, so. I'm so glad you brought that one up because I love that song. It's beautiful and it's hard too because in like our religion's hymn book, it's all the same... There are like seven verses of it so you sing the same melody repeatedly mm-hmm. and growing up like having to sing that song it was kind of frustrating to me because you just sing the same song and it gets a little monotonous. <laughs> yeah. But then I performed it in a choir with this different arrangement and it really builds at the end when it's like no there is peace on earth and so it was just really powerful to me so if you get the right arrangement of it it's a really beautiful song. Yeah. I have a, I have a version of it by Casting Crowns. Mm. Um, it's really good. 
Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Yep. That one is like a piano. It's piano with a choir behind it and all that kind of stuff. So. Yep. Cool. Um, Andrew. So mine, um, I go back and forth between Oh Holy Night, uh, which you talked about, Shannon. It's one of my favorites as well. And Silent Night. And I usually wind up settling on Silent Night. I know it's... Courtney was... I know I'm going to offend Courtney's hipster sensibilities. Because <laughs> it's one of those ones that's everywhere. But like... I'm an equal opportunity Christmas songist. Hipster. Um, <coughs> oh, but it's, it's one I like of those... everything. What's that? That means I like everything. Hipster. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's... But it is one of those songs that like... It... it, it it fits so perfectly with like, because Christmas time gets crazy. We were just at the store earlier. We went to like four different stores earlier today, and it's it's a couple weeks before Christmas, and it was just like nuts. And you're kind of on your feet, running around, all this kind of stuff. But this like, it helps me remember that like, what we're searching for is peace. Like that's really what the season is about. Not necessarily like it's about family and all that kind of stuff, but more than anything. <laughs> It's about peace and <laughs> quiet. Um, as I say, as our children are screaming <laughs> at each other. <laughs> as our children are yelling at each other upstairs. Um, but yeah, it's just, and it is one of those songs, like, I really like singing along with A Holy Night, but you do have to, like, be good at it. Like, you have to it's be really good at it. It's difficult. I cannot hard. sing that song. I really, really enjoy it, but you have to be really good. And if you have a cold, like I do right now, it gets really <laughs> hard to sing that. But, like, Silent Night is not terribly difficult to sing so you can kind of hum along with it and all that kind of stuff and there's rarely a song that you can play on the like you can listen <laughs> to or something that just kind of like chills out instantly and for me that's that's one of them so can i talk about one more traditional song before we move on can you <coughs> is it a hipster one? song can or? i add one thing to andrew's comments yeah. about silent night though Do it. have you heard of the casey musgraves christmas special that's on amazon prime right now i've heard of it but i haven't she it. sings silent night with fred armison but the whole joke is that someone is like coming in and helping set up their stage and like nailing things in uh, and okay. like through All the right. whole song and it was funny <laughs> anyway that whole special is so good um, I really quickly before we move on, I want to talk about the Nutcracker Suite. So yeah. growing up, um, I was in a ballet studio, and so every Christmas we would put on the Nutcracker, and this was like a big freaking deal. Like we would practice for six months leading up to this performance, and um, so uh, so this is your least favorite because you hate it. No, I love it because for me, oh, okay. for me, like. So when we would practice, like, being a little girl, I wasn't, like, in everything. And there are multiple, like, like uh, I don't know, like, vignettes within it. And so I would only participate in, like, a couple of them. But for me, like, hearing that Nutcracker, the overture for the Nutcracker Suite, I just, like, nothing puts me just instantly in the spirit of, like, this wonder and, like, the magic and mystery of Christmas that you feel as a child faster than the Nutcracker Suite. Because for me, it was, like, all of this hard work over six months, and it was this really exciting time when you get to perform for your parents and the community, and you're, like, backstage, and you're wearing your fancy costumes and your makeup, and, like, it was so, it was very exciting for me. And I think the Nutcracker, especially the music, really en encapsulates, like I said, like, this whole childlike, attitude of wonder and excitement and enchantment that comes along with Christmas time. So, yeah. That's cool. I have, I have almost the opposite reaction to it because 
Because um, <laughs> every time, every Christmas, our orchestra would play some kind of variation on the Nutcracker theme, and there's nothing worse than like a middle school or high school orchestra not <laughs> being able to play it very well. Yeah. So it's like da 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 because that was as fast as we could actually do it. And so it's like I hear it and, and I just get these, I get these like so I'm tingles actually on my back, of... like ah no. <laughs> I'm actually thinking of like the opening, the overture, the oh sure. We were never good enough to actually play that part. We had to play the more recognizable parts that were a little bit easier. So it just reminds me of Home Alone, which I do associate with Christmas, obviously. Yes. Yeah. All right, so least favorite, Courtney. Least with your least favorite. favorite. This is a hard one to pick least favorites because yeah. a lot of them are religious, and so it's like <laughs> it's like I don't like that one that talks about uh. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um. I have a very easy one though, personally, okay. and, I, and you're gonna take it from me, and I'm gonna be mad. Um. <clears throat> okay, for me, it's the first Noel. Yep, you took it from me. Yep. I looking at the list. I'm like, if I had to pick one, that would be. It. Yeah, I was. I was also. I was kind of debating. Like, Go Tell It on the Mountain is not one of my favorites, but it's also not something that I was really like. I know that other people that's a much more commonly sung Christmas carol. It was not for me growing up, so I don't have any particular attachments to it. I was also kind of de- debating about We Three Kings, honestly, because I feel like. In some ways, that song is a little bit racist. So, yeah. I know it's kind Disney of Disney didn't write it. <laughs> no, but just kind of like in the in the way that the the music is, it's very. It's got a lot more of like an Oriental vibe. It's a Celtic song. Yeah, I know, but it's I don't know. I don't know. All right. I, I, I just, mean, I agree. I agree with you. First of all, it sucks. Huh? First Noel sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, First Noel is just like... That's harsh! <laughs> so no, Andrew and I were talking fine. about this the other day. There are some Christmas songs that when they're done well, are good. Like, they're fine. But when it's but they're also really, really easy to do bad. Yeah. And the First Noel is definitely one of those. And I've never really heard a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Yep. Like, it's really hard because they stretch out... There's so much stretching in that song. Yep. Like, there's so many notes that happen before you even say the first Noel. Like, you sing, like, eight or nine notes before you're even done saying the first Noel. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's pick it up here, people, please. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Anything to add on that, Shannon? Was that your, was that your least favorite one as well? I didn't really have one. <laughs> um, because looking at this, I mean, I'll just name off a few other ones on here. How you have... Deck the Halls, Away in a Manger, Joy to the World, Carol the Bells, Angels We Have Heard on High. Like, all of these I really like, so. Yeah. I guess maybe O'Tannenbaum just reminds me of the Garfield Christmas special where, <laughs> like, the brother sings it horribly, so I associate him okay, with, like, sure. being sung horribly. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Alright, sure. Uh Honorable mention for me, the Holly and the Ivy. I don't know why I just kind of. Oh, I like the Holly and the Ivy. I actually played it, so I knew what it sounded like, and I'm like, oh, this is good, actually. Yeah, and I like it. I like the lyrics, especially. I don't know. I like it. It's very charming. Uh, All right, so uh, we'll move on to the Rockwell era, unless anybody's got any other ones they want to throw under the bus. Oh no. All right, Court. Yeah. Rockwell era favorites. Let's hear it. Oh man, it's really hard. Um, for me, it's a toss-up between. Um, I'll be home for Christmas and White Christmas. So White Christmas, I love because I love the movie White Christmas. Honestly, like I was introduced to the movie not before 
I was going to say I was introduced to the movie before I was introduced to the song, which is definitely not That's true. definitely not true. Definitely not true. But, like, I never really thought twice about the song until I saw the movie. And I love, like, absolutely love the movie. <laughs> so, that's a contender. But I think ultimately it goes to I'll Be Home for Christmas. Because, um, especially, like, as somebody who, like, I grew up in California. I live in Utah now. I moved here, like, over 10 years ago. Like, 12 years ago. And so, having that feeling of, like being away from your family and the people that you love and the place where you want to be at Christmas time. Um, until, you know, very recently, I would say the past five, six years or so, like I felt that pretty much every year, just like this yearning to be home and in the, the safe embrace of the people who love you. And so that song is, I, I'm a sucker for melancholy songs. And so that (laughs) song is very melancholy. Um, I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. And I have to say, my favorite version is um, the sucker punch to the gut, Josh Groban version. It's always Josh Groban! Well, it's... He, okay, so the Josh Groban version is... Um, I'm not the hugest fan of Josh Groban in general, but I really like that one because it's spliced in with... Uh, like oh, messages from right. from people overseas. Yep. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. a total, it's a total like it's a total sucker it's punch. A total, like, yeah, because because the original was written in the forties. Yeah, um, and obviously sung for like soldiers that were in World War Two, like wishing they'd yep. be home for Christmas, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, then you get like the I'm in Iraq. Merry say Merry Christmas to my mom, and it's yeah. like. You, oh, my, you, the, the one that Josh Groban. The one that always gets me is, like, the the mom who's like, I'm going to miss my daughter Madison, like, watching her face opening presents and seeing all the wonder and magic that Christmas it. can bring. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, stop I'm going to, soldier stuff makes me cry <laughs> at a drop of a yep. hat. Yep. Like, I don't have to see it. You talk about I'm tearing up already. Yep. yep. Oh, we can't. Yep. Cool. All right. That's Shannon. mine. Um, okay, White Christmas was also going to be mine, because I think if I just think of Christmas songs, like, that seems to be the quintessential one. Mm-hmm. Honestly, too, I don't know if you've watched Mrs. Maisel season three yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> but in the first episode, so she's on tour with this singer, and they're doing a USO show, and they said, well, at the end, all of the performers are going to gather and sing White Christmas. And she's like, I don't know White Christmas. And they're like, who doesn't know White Christmas? And she's like, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I don't know. it." And it's made me laugh because this year, Lee Michelle and Adina Menzel both have Christmas albums where they sing White Christmas <laughs> and do all these Christmas songs. And I'm like, yeah, I, anyway. It's like Neil Diamond's Christmas album. You're like, what are you doing? It, it does feel, though, that that song is, like, so pervasive that, like, everyone knows it, even if you're not Christian. But yeah. um, <laughs> typically, though, um, I go after the not melancholy songs, unlike Courtney. <laughs> um, so I have... Oh, I have a couple I'll just say quickly. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, I love. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus is coming to town, but specifically the Bruce Springsteen version. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says, Santa Claus is coming to town. I don't know. That's a little jazzy. This is the one that starts off with the... Yes. I think... No. No? It's the... I think the Jackson 5 also did a version. Yes. Where it's... It's similar to the, it's that same kind of melody though. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, and then Jingle Bells, but from Brian Setzer Orchestra, who I saw live last Christmas, Ooh. and that one's just 
Yeah, like jingle bells, it's, jingle bells. I don't know. It, I like the jazz albums, stuff a little bit. His Christmas albums are awesome. They're so good. Yeah, they're so yeah. great. You also had Dig That Crazy Santa Claus on there, which is a good one from him, too. So, <laughs> anyway. Everybody's Waiting for the Man with the Bag was one of my favorites on his album. Yeah. yeah that was good. Um, she and Him has a really good version oh, yeah. of that song, too. There are a lot of songs. Like, for example, they have Marshmallow World on this list. Yes. Which is a stupid song, a but then Zoe Deschanel sings it. I'm like, I love this. See, <laughs> like, you put Seth, her voice on anything. Seth MacFarlane sings it on his Christmas <laughs> really? album. Really? And it's good. not bad. I really like, actually, um, Kristen Chenoweth. Uh, so she did a duet with somebody, I can't remember who right now, but it's actually a medley of Marshmallow World and Sleigh Ride. Oh, that's fun. And so they're like a couple who's like out on a sleigh ride, and they're like marveling at the winter world around them, and then she starts Marsh- going like, I'm cold, I want to go back, and he's like, oh, just a couple more minutes, and he's like scatting, and she's just like, no! <laughs> I will say, Christian Chenoweth was born to sing Marshmallow World. Oh, like, yeah. If ever there was a actually, perfect that's marriage so, so singer. she sings Sleigh Ride in that medley, and he sings Marshmallow World. Oh, really? Yeah. I would say that about Zoe Deschanel, too, though. I'm like... <laughs> You, you are a human marshmallow in the best yeah. way. Well, that's what I was thinking about Christian Chenoweth. Yeah. If, if Zoe Deschanel is a human marshmallow, then she's the mini version. Uh, um, <clears throat> any others? That, that's um, it. Oh, um, There's so many in this era that I love. Well, that's, that's it's the, called the Rockwell era for a reason, people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I'll also throw in Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, and maybe I just like a song that just repeats things. But, uh, Christmas! <laughs> That's true, you do like having your... You, you, like, you learn from the Disney songwriting, you just like having things shouted at you. So yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll talk about Paul McCartney in a minute. But no. Yeah. No, we're not going there. Ah! All right, well, Andrew, what's your favorite? Okay, um, you keep taking mine. I need to go first. I'm sorry, um, we'll switch it's it up. definitely... It's probably I'll be home for Christmas. Okay. Um... It's like you two are married or something. Ha! For the same kind of reasons, like, uh, I really like... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's like she forgot for a minute or something. Oh, yeah, that's (laughs) right. Duh. I was like, ha, like that would have happened. Wait, it did happen. Yeah, ten years. Come on, man. Ten years and two program. kids, pal. Oh my gosh! Sorry. Come on. Um, yeah, for the same reasons that that Courtney mentioned, um, I like <coughs> the sentiment behind it, kind of trying to get home for Christmas, but yeah. also the kind of semi sadness that's behind it too. Like, like it's I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. And it's like it, it, there's there's an element of like. I like I, I like Christmas a lot, but I also like it's a time to remember people that are less fortunate than us, and so it's always kind of a reminder of like I'm with my family, but there's some people that aren't. Um, Blue Christmas is another good see, one. See, I was gonna. I was, one. I was gonna talk see, about. I don't Blue like Christmas. that one. <laughs> I do. It's a little bit too. Unless it's Elvis, it's I've never found a version that I've really liked outside of Elvis's. Version. Elvis is the version. Um. I was, I'm just scrolling through because there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of songs in here. I'm just gonna. Um, can I shout um, out real quick the Christmas song? Chestnuts Roasting. Oh, sure, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, did you want that one? You can take it. No, I do not want that one. <laughs> I love that one. Um, it's really presumptuous of itself to call itself the Christmas song. Because there's a lot. Like, oh no, I am the Christmas song, everybody. And they're going to sing about chestnuts. Get out of here. Um, no, I love that one. It's just kind of this general, like, it encapsulates a lot of, I don't know, the Christmas feeling of, like, 
just being warm and cozy and being with the people that you care about and the excitement and like the like excitement and anticipation of Santa coming but also just like the connection with people around you that's what's really important so it's it kind of hits on all these different notes that as you mature and get older like you learn to appreciate all these different things about Christmas so Maybe I need to listen to that again. I could not sing that whole song to you right now if my life really? depended on it. I think <coughs> I can sing. I know the first part, but... Oh, maybe Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. Oh maybe that one. No, I was kidding with that one. That almost made it yes. on to my words. Well, no, that felt mean. I'm like, this is random, but also... Okay, that's a good message, I guess. Don't so get have, drunk. So this, so this list, I have Christmas wrapping. But I don't think it's the Christmas rapping song. I think that's a modern one. The one by the waitresses. That's the... Um, where, like, she's trying she's trying to hook up with this guy, like, basically all year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I love that, that one. one. Um, oh, boy. No, that's... Like, oh, uh, is that you, Santa Claus? I love oh, that's that one. Great. Like, this, <laughs> it's weird because it's like... Uh, there's somebody, like, creeping around his house when he's like, Yeah, it's probably just saying I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. I just love that. And, like, I so... Um, Kate loves that one too because yeah. I have a version of it and then we'll listen to it he's like, she's like oh is that you Santa Claus and then oh. we'll listen to it and she goes is that you Santa Claus yes. <laughs> like, she, like, her voice keeps getting higher and higher every time they ask and stuff that's so uh, I'll do that one as, as an honorable mention nice I me. also want to shout out Donde Esta Santa Claus that is one of my all time favorites <laughs> we, have a, we have a version of it by Guster which is, in, which is fantastic oh I do like Guster yeah um, Mamacita it's because it's these three, like, three Bostonian white guys singing Donde Esta Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. It's pretty freaking great. Alright, oh. now this one gets really interesting for least favorites. Oh, yeah. Oh, there are so, so many options. So many. Let's okay. open it up. I hate. Do you hear what I hear? I hate it. Interesting. Oh, no. That's There's not breaking, even the route I was going. Breaking friendships <laughs> over here. That's what we're all about. That's not what we're Oh, I, it's not of my favorites. I'm just like, okay, can. What I immediately went for were the ones that offend me deeply oh, yeah. on a moral <laughs> level, sure. which are Santa Baby and Baby oh. It's Cold Outside. Oh, okay. man. That makes me sad. Mostly <laughs> Santa Baby, though. I hate yeah. the ones where it's like just an excuse to sexualize Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Santa See, one- is a portly gentleman <laughs> and like... A kind old man, but like, why do we need to try to sexualize him? See, I don't know. See, that, that's, that's not what Christmas is about. <laughs> see, my the one that I find more offensive is Michael Bublé's Santa Buddy, because that like, makes me laugh because it feels like a dig at the original. But the thing is, the thing is, it just sounds like it's some like low life loser asking his friend for stuff. I'm like, at least in Santa Baby, there's a promise for sex later. Like at the very least, there's like there's some kind of transaction no. or something like that. This just feels like at least it's a transaction. <laughs> like at the very least, like it, like it's just something. This guy lying on the couch is like, "Hey, Santa, buddy, can I get this stuff?" And it's just like, "Go to hell." Whereas, like with, with the other ones, like I don't know. There's um, Everclear actually does Santa Baby without changing the lyrics, like even a little bit. So it's like 
It's it's not as sexy as like the other ones, but it's Which still fun. It's like the voice too, though. And you guys, <laughs> no, I don't know Community that well, but I have seen the Christmas episode yes. where she just pops up and she's yes. like boop 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 sex yes. <laughs> at the end of it. Yes, it and is like a, that is Santa Baby. That is exactly that song. It's an excellent thing at Santa Baby. I love that Community episode is amazing. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, if you don't know anything about Community, you can still watch it because it's incredible. If you um, know anything about Glee, it's better though because it's just true. a riff on Glee. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, so that one offend <laughs> those two offend you deeply. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's cold outside. I think is a good song, but just it has not aged well. I feel like that's one of those songs though that it it's open to interpretation. Like at face value, yes, it is a guy who doesn't know that no means no, but like there. I, I've always kind of interpreted it as like, because I don't know, when Andrew and I were dating and we were at BYU and we had curfew, it would be like, like I'd be like, oh, it's curfew, you have to get out now. And he'd be like, oh, but I don't want to. And I'd be like, oh, but you have to, but actually I really don't want you to go. See, uh, like, you had a very different college experience than I did. I was the one, yo, roommate's boyfriend, get out of here! Put you out! But we have experience with the whole, like, you know... We want to just like hunker down and stay together and like not have to part ways at the end of yeah. the night, but we have to. So <laughs> See, that's the that's the thing is like I, the people who are like it's so date rapey. Like I understand where you're coming from. But yeah, that's not totally what's going get it. On. It's yeah. the drink line. I just think any well, modern version of it needs to get rid of that's that. True. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's I, the specific one that bothers. Well, there's me. A, there's a breakdown on Twitter where the, uh, there's a woman who was like that was a traditional like joke line in the forties for women to be like. Oh, you must have put something in my drink because I can't possibly leave your your company. Like it's a tradi- it's it's yeah. a joke that like people got at the time when it was yeah. written mm-hmm. that hasn't Just aged very well. Yeah. So like, you're right. Any modern version should have something different in there. You're correct. Yes. But like, Just like the, adapt to the times. Yes, mm-hmm. because it's like he didn't actually put anything in your drink, and that's the yeah. joke. It's like, oh, I don't want to leave. You yeah. must have done something to me. Mm-hmm. But like, that's the joke, and like, so yeah, people who are like. It's like, oh, he's trying to rape her. And it's like, that's not what's going... You're missing... That's not what's happening. Like, I don't, like... I'm no, all for, I I'm all for, like, getting rid of stuff that's problematic. Yeah. I, I don't know that this song is necessarily it. But, yeah. I mean, if you're going to sing it now, change that line. And if you give me... <coughs> normally, I hate the Glee Christmas songs. I was a big fan of the Glee music, but I don't like their Christmas ones. <laughs> but there's one with Kirk and Blaine that sing it. And I kind of oh, yeah. liked the twist on that. Like, having two men sing it to each mm-hmm. other. I don't know. I also, I really like Michael Bublé and Adina Menzel's version. <laughs> it's so cute, and I love it. Yeah. Um, there's, also, there's also, there's um, also, it's an SNL sketch with Jimmy Fallon and Cecily Strong. Oh, yeah. And it's, she does stay stick around for like, to like <laughs> stay with him. And so then they're done, and he's like, hey, should I call you a cab? And she's like <laughs> planning their day for tomorrow, and he's trying to like kick her out the door. <laughs> So it's uh, I I know that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, any others you want to trash on before before I move on? To oh, mine? there are so many. There are so I, many. Yeah, I have more. Uh, okay. let's see. Will Santa will Santa come to Shantytown? I'm like, oh, that's oh, it's a little rough. Um, what else? Oh, the little drummer boy hates. Hate yeah, it. Angela Martin's favorite song, "The Office." I know. Yeah, of course. 
I um, put down, <laughs> I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Because oh, it's so annoying. And it, similarly, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Oh, yeah. Just because they're so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I will say, we have, I've got we a couple versions. We have a couple version. We have I'm a couple versions of I'm getting nothing. One's by Reliant K. Um, and at the end, um, yes. at the end of it, Reliant K goes, I'm not getting nothing for Christmas because I contributed to the greenhouse effect. Mount North Pole, Santa Claus lives, he's mad. So, like... <laughs> It's, it's I actually love that Christmas album. Oh, yeah, Ryan Case, it's one. my favorite. I love yeah. it. Um, and then we also have one by Vocal Point. Um, oh. That's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. At one point, there's like a mommy and daddy are mad. And it's um, everybody in the group does this like operatic like, our vengeance will be swift this Christmas. Like, <laughs> like it's, at some point yes. he gets sent to a French boarding school because he's been so bad and then they start singing with a French and accent. And he has a boarding school, or he has an accent and he starts singing, I'm getting nothing for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so they start singing with a, yeah, it's, it's pretty good and they do, they do kind of change up what they do because like, um, so, I don't know, some of the stuff is like, I put a, or I, put a tack on teacher's chair and it's like yeah, yeah. I don't know man <laughs> um is no one gonna mention uh Christmas Christmas time see the original chipmunk sucks I have one by Hawk Nelson that I love uh, um that's pretty great yeah, well, it depends a lot on the version of the it really does heard. but that's the thing is I've never heard a good version of I want a hippopotamus for Christmas I've never heard a good version of that I'm never going to because that, it's bad that song I kind of love it because I had this friend who that was her ringtone year round it was just always her ringtone oh gosh why were you friends I with that I want a hippopotamus for Christmas <laughs> I believe it's is, I believe it's so, I believe it's pronounced Christmas so I she believe was, that's how it's pronounced she was adorable though she was like this like very short girl and her name was Marie and it would just fit her so perfectly I can't even explain why but it was perfect so for you were her. friends with Christian Chenoweth <laughs> is what it sounds like I wish but no <laughs> I want to know what Christmas at Kmart is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't heard, I haven't heard that one. Um, is, also, Chris, is Christmas shoes in here? Is that the next, that's the next one. That's okay. the next one. Hate, 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 hate. Did you know about the, the Boogie Woogie Choo Choo Train song when I texted you about it? No. Wait, what was it? Like, what? Well, okay, one on this list. So there's, <laughs> there's a song that I loved. <laughs> this country song I grew up with. Oh, goes, that's right. Baby likes to rock it like a Boogie Woogie Choo Choo Train train. And I loved this song. And they did a Christmas version of it that's like Santa's... Oh, what is it? It's like Santa's coming on a boogie woogie choo choo train, but it's the same song. And they just Christmas fight it. Uh, That's right. Kind of like in Love Actually, when he does, instead of Love is All Around, Christmas is All Around. That's right. Anyway. Um, I was going to say, I saw another one, but I I, I missed it. Um, It went right past me. Um... Oh yeah, there were two songs right next to each other. Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas, and Daddy's drinking up our Christmas. <laughs> so, a big day for drinking, I guess. Um, there are a lot of really bad ones. This was kind of the beginning of like, hey, let's just make a Christmas song. Now, there's a more egregious one in the next one in the Mariah era that I'm going to talk about, but I think we'll move on to favorite songs from the Mariah era. Oh man. Um, and we'll go with Courtney. Uh, this is so hard. Okay, um, I 
do really like Grown Up Christmas List. I like Breath of Heaven, which is by Amy Grant. Um, I'm just kind of going through the list right now and just going, oh man, there's so many. I think I associate Breath of Heaven with like choir girls at my school thinking they can <laughs> sing that song. That's true. The that is fair. And I'm yeah. very annoyed very by it. Fair. It's a beautiful song. Like, yeah. I don't hate on it, but like... Just the times I've heard, and I'm kind of annoyed by it now. Yeah, I totally I think that's totally fair. Um, I'm gonna go with oh, I like River too. Um, River is not. It's not a Christmas song, song, but I do love it. It's a beautiful. Um, ben Platt singing it in the politician. Ooh. So. Um, I I really like. Um, the Christmas wrapping one that we talked about. I like Fairy Tale of New York. I'm gonna have to go with. Um, something that's not on this list, okay. which is um, Home on Christmas Day by Kristen Chenoweth, actually. So I used to really gloss over this on her album, but um, about six years ago now, my grandma passed away. My grandma loved Christmas. Like, it was her thing. Like, looking at, I'm looking at our Christmas tree right now, and like, probably five or six of those ornaments were hers, and that was just a fraction of what she had. She just loved Christmas so much. And, um... So every holiday season, I think a lot about her, and Home on Christmas Day is kind of like this, it's another melancholy song that's about um, basically like being away from your family and and remembering Christmas's past when you were all together and everybody was happy and content and like that feeling of togetherness and warmness and recognizing that you don't have that this year, but sending out this silent prayer and wish for like all the loved ones in your life this Aww. Christmas. And so I think a lot about that, and it reminds me a lot of her. So, yeah. Awesome, Jen. <laughs> um, if you're about to mention Paul McCartney, we might have to have some words. <laughs> um, there are so many. Um, I think all I want for Christmas is you. Like, is the Christmas song of the modern era. I love, love actually, and that's kind of the climax of the film is this girl singing all I want for Christmas is you and killing it um I (laughs) I put wonderful Christmas time on here (laughs) I I just love it I and I think part of that though is that I didn't really hear it until college and I think if I had heard it my whole life I would be more annoyed by it because I can see how people would be easily annoyed by it but something about it just makes me feel joy <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so, so to, to recap, simply having a wonderful Christmas time is one that goes, simply having a wonderful Christmas time over and over and yep. over and over. Yep. Yep. And the synth gets more and more, the reverb on the synth yep. goes like, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that and it's song. Just like, it's just like, oh, I'm having, I'm having like some kind of like aural migraine. Like, I'm just like, my ears are just like, Every that time song, I, hear it. I always interpret that song as being like the Beatles are cynical about, or like, I know it's not the Beatles, but Paul McCartney is cynical about <laughs> Christmas. And therefore, it's just like, hmm. basically, the chorus is just, it's like all of these robots who are like, 
We're simply having a wonderful Christmas time because that's what we have to do. But actually, on the inside, we're miserable. See, I actually feel like... It's my mood most Christmases anyway. <laughs> See, I, I, feel as, I feel as more like Paul McCartney ran out of drugs and just smashed up a candy cane and decided to try that. And it was like, woo, I'm having a Christmas time. And he went with that and that's how he wrote that song. The problem is that when you're when you're under the influence of drugs, you can actually write good music. <laughs> but when you're under the influence of a candy cane, not so much. You can also write good songs when you're not under the influence of drugs, Andrew. Sure, you go ahead and tell me mid-period Beatles didn't have amazing songs while they were just like uh, out of their minds. I'm not saying that they didn't, I'm just saying... <laughs> That. I'm just saying that he tried to replicate that same music writing process with a crushed up candy cane and it did <laughs> not work. Cool. So I'm, I, I, I like it. I have no uh, reasoning behind these. Uh, that's, um, fine. that's fine. And that's that's one of the things with Christmas songs. Great. It's like... I'm gonna. Uh, it's just like you it is love, a feeling. I, just, I, I have no it. reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I feel in my heart, Andrew. <laughs> um, step into Christmas for Elton John. <laughs> Merry yeah, Christmas, Happy Christmas. Holidays for Missing, which is yeah. like lyrically the stupidest song, <laughs> but I love it. And there's a part. Oh, what is it? It's like, oh, get. Oh, what is it? Something from above, and God sends you his love. Anyway, it's, it's like the cheesiest thing, but oh, it's so good. Um, the one, though, like, growing up for me that was always my life, it is now Christmas, we will play this song, is Warm and Fuzzy from Billy Gilman, because I was in love with him when I was, like, 13 years old, and um, it's just cute, and talks about, it's the warm and fuzzy time of year. There's sleigh bells ringing, <laughs> choirs singing. You mentioned you mentioned that before we started recording, and I felt like Obi Wan Kenobi. I was like, "That's the name I haven't heard in a long time." Like, One voice was heard. Yep, it was oof, Billy Gilman. Billy Gilman singing Christmas <laughs> songs. Good, I had that album and listened to it all Christmas. It's great. Crazy. Uh, Andrew, what have you got? So, um, my favorite is probably "Happy Christmas War Is Over" by John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Um, That's Again, it's kind of a melancholy one. This one's much more overtly melancholy than the other ones. But it is kind of like, for me, Christmas and like New Year's and stuff is a time to kind of reflect and look forward to what's coming in the next year. And it's kind of like this, okay, you've had a year. It's We've gone Christmas to Christmas. How is your life different since the last time you sang the song, basically? Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I always hear it. And so it's like, did I help make the world a better place? Did I help make my community, my family, you know, stronger, all this kind of stuff? And so it's like, it also is kind of like this, it, it's, it's you know, this is Christmas, we still have all these problems, but it's not a, a hopeless song. Mm-hmm. It's like, we can make Christmas time a better time. We can make our world better. Um, it just takes... It just takes us doing stuff. Like we have to work on it, and that's how we that's how we make it better. Yeah. Um, that one's my favorite. Not to get too serious after we were just talking about Billy Gilman. Um, <laughs> really? But I do, Sorry. Go ahead. But I do enjoy, like you said, Christmas wrapping is one of my favorites. It's very like modern. Like I don't know. Every time you, it's like. I really like the message of being stressed out at Christmas. Rom-coms always play it to be like, this is a modern Christmas story. Like, it's <laughs> kind of like the kind of traditional, like, 
this isn't your dad's Christmas story. This <laughs> one's a little bit different, but it then turns out they're the same. Um, Christmas with the Devil by Spinal Tap is awesome. <laughs> um, Someone, where did you find, like, Insane Clown Posse? Oh, yeah, Insane Clown like Posse has one. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, Blink-182's uh, Christmas song, um, I Won't Be Home for Christmas, is amazing. My dad came home. He brought, he brought home, this is great, this is great. He brought home TRL Christmas, um, which, uh, I can't even remember what year it was, but it was, like, the best songs from TRL oh for Christmas, gosh. and it had it had it had Blink One Eighty Two, it had Weezer singing a Christmas song, yes. which was awesome. It had Willa Ford singing Santa Baby, but it was just called Gimme Gimme Gimme, mm. and so it was just about all the stuff she wanted. There was no sexual overtones; it was just stuff she wanted. It was amazing. <laughs> My mom listened to it. I was like, "This isn't what Christmas is about." <laughs> I was like super offended by it, but I was like, "This is great! I love this!" Like it was all these like, of course, like. So it was like it, I want to say it was like late nineties, early two thousands. Of course, at the height of TRL, so it's like that era of like music and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Christmas in the Hollis by Run DMC. I'm like becoming obsessed with this year. <laughs> like uh, I don't know why. I just I love that one. Um, Can I also shout out Christmas Vacation? Because that movie, I felt like such an adult when my parents finally let me watch Christmas Vacation <laughs> with them. Um, and I love Last Christmas, so sue me, Andrew. It's not I a Christmas too. song. It's not a Christmas song. I like it, too. I love it. It's not a Christmas song. You can put any other day of the year into that song, and it's the same song. I still love it. I'm pouting. I still love it. Wizards of Winter is really good. Um, Oi to the World from No No Doubt. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> For you just want to shout at Christmas time, it's awesome. Oi to the punks and oi to the skids. Oi to the world, yeah, I know everybody, everybody wins. Um, wow. yeah. I farted on Santa's lap, now Christmas is going to no, steal from me. Oh gosh, no. I played part of that because I suspected it would be on the worst. <laughs> Not quite that bad, and but you pretty were bad. You're absolutely correct. Um... I'm trying to see if there's any other on any others on here. Oh, there's not a ton on this list, but like, I have a lot of um, Christmas songs that I like to listen to. There was a song. There's an album I have called uh, Santa Claus. Um, it's a punk rock Christmas, <laughs> and it had a lot of stuff. So like, um, uh, MXPX's Christmas Night of Zombies, um, which was fun. Um, I'm trying to find. Oh, Stan Still had a song called I Saw Daddy Kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> and it was, uh, I saw, it was, that it was the kid sneaking out of bed and he saw his dad kissing Santa Claus. And one of the, one of the lines in it is, um, I guess that he's much further in the closet than my toys. Um, so <laughs> like, I absolutely love that one. Um, I can't find it anywhere and it, I'm just, I'm crushed by that. Oh, uh, you know one that I didn't talk about in the Rockwell I heard that I hate? What's that? <laughs> Silver Bells. I hate Silver Bells and I hate Silver and Gold. I hate both of those. You sound like Silver, it sounds like. Yeah. I guess. No, both of those or songs gold. are just, it's really easy to just make them really, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's just two of those songs that are just really easy to ruin. <laughs> so. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find, because I'm like. Should we? I found, oh, I found this new album. It's not new. But it's an album by The Main called And a Happy New Year. And, oh, I love all the songs on that album. I love it. 
Can I mention just that this year has brought about a lot of good original Christmas songs, including yeah. Christmas Street Four by Taylor Swift. There is no. That's right, sure. Who, who newest Christmas song just got released like last week? Yeah, like Taylor Swift has a new Christmas song, oh. and I like it. She was born on it, like her family had a Christmas tree farm, and that's what it's called. And yeah, so, Christmas tree farm is what. But it's, it's kind of nice that it's about like. When I'm with you, presumably her man, that it reminds her of like being a kid at home, like being home and uh-huh. Christmas time. But which one? She's been with the same guy for a long time. We had a whole yeah, episode on this, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, okay, all right, fair. <laughs> but also, Casey Musgraves, who I just love, had like several original songs on her special. So, mm-hmm. Present Without a Bone Glittery are both good. Jonas yeah. Brothers, like, it's Christmas is good. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. all the people I like made Christmas music this year, but <laughs> I'm like stoked about it. Oh, I don't. Well, should we talk Jeez. about the ones that was... we don't like? Now? Yeah. Was it... Sorry, there's one more on the modern era that I, I was trying to. Yeah, Peace on Earth and Little Drummer Boy by Bowie and David Crosby. <gasps> That's um, worth um, spending extra time to mention. Definitely worth mentioning. It's so good. Um, it is. Okay. It's fantastic. It's been parodied by Will Ferrell and um, John C. Riley. Um, they dressed up as Bowie and uh, and being into the whole thing. But that that's it's a it's an amazing song and yeah. like the opening to it like because you can just hear the song but they do have an opening where like Bowie and being talk about like having kids and stuff like that. That really might be the winner thing. actually. Yeah. Um, Speaking of SNL though, where does the Christmas every day so or no I wish it was Christmas today song fall oh that's right I wish every day was Christmas and I love the remix they did they just did it with Ariana Grande yes who all she did was stand there and hold the but who's like holding on to is it no oh what's that guy's name Horatio Sands I think right no it's not it's um oh dang it Chris Kattan yes oh that's right yeah who just looks so thrilled to have Ariana Grande like hanging on to him it's a little creepy in that way anyway once we hate Christmas shoes yes yes I was gonna say that I hate it like it's the worst and I've seen the movie about it there's a movie about it there's like a Hallmark movie yes absolutely Yes. Yes, I think the song came first but still Um, Pat Oswalt has an entire bit um, it's kind of an older bit that he kind of he talks about Christmas shoes and how terrible of a song it is Um, it's it's amazing it's on YouTube it's It's definitely worth checking out it's hilarious It's like so sappy that it's supposed to make you cry, and those are the worst kind. Like, I hate Sucker Punch songs. Having, like, as somebody who's already said one of my favorites is a total Sucker Punch song, <laughs> with the I'll, yeah. I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yeah. Um, I, like, this one is just, it's over the top. It's just like, this my song. My mom's dying, yeah. and I need to get her these shoes, which is the one thing she wants for Christmas before she dies. So she like, has pretty shoes to meet Jesus in when she dies. Yes! I'm just so like, bad. you know what? You know what? I do not appreciate a song that is manufactured entirely to make me cry. This is the same reason I don't well, like This Is Us and will not watch it ever. That's so. Yeah, Pat knows one's like he's like I missed the part of the Bible where Jesus is super catty about shoes. Like I died for your sins, but not for those pumps, honey. Um, your your list, Andrew, also had the Christmas Macarena. Yes, which I have to look up. <laughs> And it's the stupidest 
thing I've ever... The Macarena is already rough, <laughs> like, but I get, like, it's very nostalgic for people, but, like, to put... Oh, I can't even remember what it is on top of it, but it's got some, like, Christmas melody on top of the Macarena. Oh, it's so bad. How about what can you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already owns a comb? I want to hear By the Star Wars Intergalactic Droid Choir and Choral, which is not... A part of the Chris of the Star Wars holiday special because say, there were different it, years. And isn't it? What would you get a Wookiee for Life Day instead? <laughs> it should be Life Day. Yeah, yes, it should be. It's not Christmas. Way to ruin the timeline, Lucas. <laughs> um, uh, there's that one. There's also a Merry Christmas in the NFL. Um, it's imagine Howard Cassell as Santa Claus, which is pretty great. Okay, we have to talk about let's make a baby Jesus or let's yes. make a baby king. That's what that's, it's called. That's what it is. Winona John sings Let's Make a Baby King. But I have so many questions. But the but the but the placement of the comma in there is just like There is no comma, right? I just always imagined there was, like, let's make a baby king. And it's yeah. like But even that is just like, who are we talking to here? Yes, it's Are you talking to Jesus? Are you talking to Elvis? I'm really confused. Yeah, it's like like are we gonna make a baby king like a snowman? Like is that what we're doing? Or like <coughs> is this a Santa babies type of situation where that's like It's Mary singing. And that's when Mary started crying when she heard the angels sing, Let's make a baby king. Yeah, and no, that's, that's not better. That's horrible. That's really bad. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> she's like supposed to be. A, she's hitting on someone. <laughs> or like, yeah, or let's like, make a baby king. Eh? Yeah. Or like, uh-huh. or like the Virgin Mary and God are like, hey, let's make a baby Yuck. king. Oh, Never gosh. say those words I'm again. Sorry. Oh, no. Good on you. Winona Judd has done Boo. this. It's not me. It's Winona Judd. We can't end on that. Boo. Is Redneck Days of Christmas in this era? Because that one's yes, also that's rough. Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. The two turtlenecks, and a, I can't remember. That's the only one I remember of them. Yeah, I remember listening to that a lot as a kid. Yeah, me too. Um, I told you my story about why I hate uh, my big fat Greek wedding, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is this related to Christmas? It's related to Jeff Foxworthy, who we were just talking about. Okay. So, when I was a kid... Um, I was, I, we were friends with this family and like we would go to movies and all this kind of stuff together and we were really excited because our parents were finally relenting and letting us go see the Blue Collar Comedy Tour mm. and at the time I was a huge like Bill Engvall, Jeff Foxworthy fan as yeah. every like 13 year old kid is, you know, when they're first discovering like comedy tastes and stuff like that and so we were, uh, we were in the van, we were going to see Blue Collar Comedy Tour and we were just so excited and my friend and I, because we were about the same age. And we were super excited. We dropped my, we dropped both of our moms off at the front of the movie theater to go buy tickets for us, and we were just like, ah, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is fun, this is great. So then we pull, we park, and the rest, and we go up to there, and my, and my mom goes, they were sold out of tickets, so we bought tickets to my big fat Greek wedding. No. And I was just like, that's really funny, mom. Like, good joke. No. And so I assumed she was joking until we walked into the theater, and I sat there and watched my big fat. Greek wedding. No. And I was just like, I hate this. I hate every second of this. I hate her face. I hate his face. Like, I hated every second of the movie because of that. Because I kept thinking until I sat down in the theater that my mom was joking. Uh, And we were going to go see I mean, I never actually saw the movie. It's probably for the best. But, like, I... But to this day, I'm still just like, 
I hate that movie. So that was Jeff Foxworthy related, which was what we saw. So they've also got a "There's Your Sign" Christmas. Yes, there's that one. <laughs> so um, my dad watched a lot of that. Yes, "There's Your Sign." <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. Um, Any I'm others you hate, to... Andrew? <laughs> See, I, I'm trying to. Oh, we yeah. got in on something other than "Let's Make a Baby." Jesus. <laughs> we, um, no, it's "Last Christmas" for me. It's not a Christmas song. Like, get out of here, George Michael. It's, it's a not great song. A Christmas song. It sounds Christmassy though. I don't know. There's certain the thing about River is that I would play that any time of the year. Last oh, yeah. Christmas I would only play in December. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that anytime. Yeah. I mean, River is it starts off with like it's coming like, on it's Christmas. coming on Christmas, they're cutting yeah. down trees and it's all about how people are feeling this like joyous holiday season and yeah. how you're not, you know. Yeah. But I definitely will. A funeral. I definitely will. Politician made it not a Christmas song for me. I'll one hundred percent listen to it after Christmas, though. I love that song. Same thing with Better Days. Mm-hmm. Not a Christmas song. I will have to shout out because my sister's not here, but she'll get mad at me if I don't channel her spirit. Feed the world to the notes Christmas. She absolutely hates. Yeah. Because it's such like a white savior, like condescending type of like. Yeah, they won't have sure. snow. Can you believe that? What a horrible thing. They won't have snow for Christmas. And yeah. it's like, growing up in Arizona, I was always like, what's the big damn deal? Like, yeah. <laughs> This is what I was going to say about white Christmas. And yes. I forgot that like I have never had a white Christmas ever in my whole life. Mm. And so I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah that was, I, I didn't get like, <laughs> it was like, oh, I have a white Christmas. And I was just like, I've had Christmases where I couldn't wear the jacket I got on Christmas morning because it was too hot. Like, I've never understood that whole, no, like... I've never worn a jacket on <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. So it's like, I don't uh, get... I didn't. I never got it. And then we, we moved to Utah and had, like, white... And I'm like, okay, I get it. This is fun. Can we also shout out a couple of other songs that are not Christmas songs? Okay. So specifically, I'm thinking of... Um, Raindrops on Roses. Not oh, a Christmas song. My favorite things. Yeah, my favorite things. It's not a Christmas song. Not a Christmas song. I agree. Like, that one annoys me so. Just because it talks about silver white winters that melt into spring and it does not make it a, tied yeah, up with string. That does not make it a and Christmas spoon. song. Just because Kelly Clarkson sang it beautifully does not mean it's a Christmas song. Well, yep. I mean, this would include like that Reader Digest Christmas piano book that we have. Yeah. Like it's like it's like forty years old at this point. It still has my favorite things in there, and I'm just like, who decided? Especially when you see Sound old. of Music, though it has nothing to do with Christmas. It's at a completely different time of the year. Yeah. No, we're looking at what we're How old is this Reader's Digest Christmas oh, song book here? I'm going to find it. 2007. There's no way that yeah. that's great. <laughs> I told you. No, it's, it's not it's 40 just, years it's old. It's copyright 2007. I had it growing up as a kid. It was probably a different version of it. Well, yes, but like. <laughs> they, add, version, they add different stuff to it all the time. Like, Mr. Reader Digest himself probably wrote this one. The founder of the magazine. Because this is not from 2007. Were there other ones that weren't Christmas? Um, I was thinking about... um, So, Sing by the Carpenters has kind of become a Christmas song. The only... like It's the Sing, Sing a Song. Uh, And the the only version that I will accept as being a Christmas song is the Kristen Chenoweth version because she adds a Christmas verse in there. I think, and they sing it, I always watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, Yeah. and the Sesame Street float, yes. in many years they have sung this same song. That is song. kind of a Sesame Street so, song, yeah. but yeah, they, they I think that's it. why I get 
fat a little yeah. bit. But they so sang it the at the Tabernacle Choir thing when Santino Fontana came and sang it. Oh, yeah, they sang it there, and that was My actually very favorite sweet. Favorite ever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Santino Fontana. Yeah. He should have a Christmas album. He should. He should have. It's does basically he have the albums at all? I don't think he does. I think we just get. Frozen and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend oh, and Cinderella and the shows he's even, on. He doesn't even sing in... Or yes, he does sing in Frozen. I'm he sings more than Jonathan Groff does. He basically has a Christmas album with the with the Muppets thing that he did. That's true, but he's only on like three or four songs. So, But there's a whole medley where he sings like he sings like 12 of them. Yeah, that's true. So you get uh, a little, you get a little. It's like listening to a bunch of iTunes previews of what his Christmas <laughs> song of his Christmas CD would be like. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, anything else we want to add before we wrap this up? Christmas is a time of joy, but sometimes you have to <laughs> listen to Paul McCartney scene. <laughs> is that really your least favorite of all of them? No, it's not my least favorite. Okay. But it's it's <laughs> rough. It's up there. Man. It's, it's fine. rough. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, on that note. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. So, uh, as always, follow us on Facebook at Pop Culture Footnotes and on Twitter at PC Footnotes. And check us out wherever you get your podcasts. We should play Things. them out with NSYNC. Oh, sorry. You were still going. <laughs> oh, no. I'm good. I'm just going to go Silver Bells. Silver Bells. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. There you go. All right. I'll probably, I'll probably wrap up with the Hanukkah song. <laughs> nice. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Happy Holidays.